Hello and welcome to Vitamins for Breakfast, the podcast that aims to feed your soul and create connection through conversation. This is episode two of Diversity Beyond Borders with John. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down the human experience, discussing what it means to honor your passions, along with the importance of trusting the process. Let's get started. What is something that you realized about the human experience that you have been working to develop or you have um, noticed to be true? You know what I mean? Kind of like how we have the ego, kind of how we have um, these belief systems that don't necessarily work or this dismantling that happens within ourselves or um, these lenses that we all kind of carry. Like what's something that you've realized just about the human experience overall or specifically to yourself? Um, so yeah, I would say it's something that that's been very apparent to myself is being too prideful to have certain conversations. And I'd say we all, um, in some, um, point in our life have these things where we feel we can deal with things on our own Mm. and that we don't want to burden others with sort of the weight that we feel on our shoulders yeah. and I think if we um, shared more with each other yes. um, our eyes would be open to things a lot quicker whereas if we harbour um, thoughts and things that are very damaging for our mental health we would be a lot happier uh, more regular Mm. and like it's something personally that I've always tried to be like strong in terms of mentally from a young age where I thought growing up with um, just as in a single parent home where it's just my mother I'm trying to support her as much as I can as a youth I'm not going to tell her that I notice certain things that uh that there's a struggle or that something bad's happening and I'm feeling like um, useless in that instant but I'm trying my best to support her in that sort of thing um, I, t- I think I did that a lot as a youth and that just became um, sort of suppressed and kept in where I just felt like I had to be a strong person for everybody that came into my life and I would always be that shoulder for someone to lean on but I wouldn't let anyone see the vulnerabilities within me and of course at the end of the day the pressure is going to escape you're going to pop something's going to happen and I feel that's why a lot of us have sort of issues that of course are categorized these days into like mental health and stuff and in like people of color we don't talk enough about mental health um it's seen as like a a taboo you're weak if you display um anything vulnerability (laughs) if you're vulnerable it's it's showing a um a maturity of your emotions when you can really relay what's going on in your head um and it's not saying to somebody oh you have to tell everybody your problems it's just recognizing that there are ways of dealing with things and it's not healthy to keep things in. Yeah. Um, you can talk to therapists, you can talk to friends or family, 
they're not going to see it as a burden and that's a, a very important message for like people in general yeah. if anyone's listening and they feel like yeah. that they can't talk to somebody or people about their problems because they feel like a burden that's like just rubbish that thought because the end of the day if you drive yourself to the edge of that cliff and it's just you there who's going to help you because nobody knows and these these are these are things that people have to realize is it there's more power in telling your truth than there is hiding it from everyone oh else god <laughs> yo that's so true that's so true yo it's it's so true that it's like this aligns with me just because one i identify with it personally but recently i had a friend reach out to me who said that she was tired of unloading her problems onto me because she felt bad that oh like you know but i'm like at the end of the day we have to allow people to decide if it is a burden you know what i'm saying i think that we're so quick to say i don't want to do this because we feel like it's going to be a burden but you have to allow people to decide that i think we're so quick to just think of what the other person's reaction is going to be how they're going to feel and this is just in general i think we're always constantly trying to stay one step ahead and we're we're so afraid to be present in the in the in the moment whatever that might look like that uh we really rob ourselves from having and optimizing our experience and this really applies to this conversation of pride and feeling like well i can't open up because if i open up you know then i might be bothering this person i feel like even with with that in conjunction of that i feel like especially for me growing up in a latino household it's kind of like you don't tell nobody you know your problems you don't share yeah. this is personal and and nobody needs to know and it's just like even with friends you feel a little like wary of like yo i can't really get that deep cuz i hear my mom in my head like you don't share nothing that's personal like this is just in this household so it's like we and our parents do these things unintentionally cuz they're also raised a certain way but we rob um ourselves and future generations of really living the best experience um both you know within each other collectively and just individually as a person um by telling them like oh you know suppress how you feel don't really speak how you feel be strong and especially as a man i know you guys have it 10 times is worse where it's like if you show any type of emotion you're you're labeled a simp like you said or I don't know if I pronounced it right or like a weak dude it's like you're a weak person if you show emotion and it's just all these things are fallacies and it's like how yeah. are we still going to continue to train people to live and think a certain way in reference to the human experience when it's no it's not working i think it's very apparent that with everything that's happening both socially and just individually there's a lot of things that are not working anymore and um emotionally and like you said with mental health that that's one of the biggest things also where we're we're behind um and i don't i don't blame us there's just years of um you not really knowing who you are to begin with nonetheless to decipher the depths of your your own mind um but i think that now like you said if there's anyone listening cuz of course there is but for if anybody who can identify with that specifically um like you said it is better for you to build a tribe of people who um you share that with because when you are at the edge like you said you have a bunch of people to talk you out of it um versus like you said if you're just standing there alone 
So I definitely agree with that and I identify with that 100% because I feel like the older I become also, I've, I've become less afraid to share who I am. I think because yeah. we be, we're scared. We're scared of, of like how that person's going to react to us or if it's too much, you know? So it's just like, it that is very important. I'm really glad that you brought it up because that's, I think, if not one of the most important things that people of color need to become more okay with because we need to start building community outside of just our homes. And and even in our homes, we don't really have community because we don't even feel that comfortable opening up to our own family members sometimes. Like, we don't feel like we can just really straight up tell someone how we feel. Like you said, like, with the weight of you wanting to be that strong person there for your mom, you can't tell her if, like, you're feeling down today because it's like, well, I can't tell her I'm down because I need to be strong for her. So it's like, exactly. we have so much much things that we need to work on both like socially and and also within our own homes like and within our own home like our vessel like ourselves it's just like I just be like damn like there's so much things that we have to do like just to really optimize our lives that it's like it's like it, it, we run on a treadmill like this does not stop like the marathon is just it's just going and going and going well, so that's it isn't it it's life isn't linear it's yeah. it's gonna have its peaks and troughs. You're gonna go up and down like a roller coaster. There is there is no straight line. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you're born and you die, and everything else in between is not guaranteed. Um, yeah. But you are put on this earth, I believe, with all the tools you need to navigate it in some form of success. And no one else dictates that success but yourself. Amen. So, yeah. But kind of getting into just a little bit of you now. He's talking so much about yeah. the world and everything else. Um, you studied animation in uni. Um, yeah. What got you to take that route of creating animation? Like, what landed you in that? It was never something that initially was like, hey, John, you can do this as a job or as a career path. I was just a very creative kid and my mother nurtured that. She Mm -hmm. never told me I couldn't do anything. She She saw that I was good at something or I enjoyed something. She would encourage it and always facilitate like what I need to do it and that's testament to her for really recognizing there's people out here that are going to tell you like you have to do this or that to be successful but if you truly love something that is what you'll be successful in and I sort of took that and and ran with it within art I would always be drawing like every day whether I was watching TV or eating uh, my, my food I'd always have some sort of uh, medium in, in my hands to create and then I was also very um, sort of like I enjoyed dismantling things and trying to put them back together and knowing how things worked um, and of course you can get in trouble for that stuff as a kid as well because these things probably cost money that you didn't yeah. work for but again my mother recognized that I was just trying to understand how it worked and never I always never got in trouble for doing that because I'm not hurting anyone else and that was sort of a 
a constant within my life. Whereas as long as you're not doing anything to hurt anybody else, then that's fine with me. And as I went in, in my schooling, I was recognized to have a talent within, within art. And it's always been like traditional medias as in um, drawing with a, a, a pencil or a pen or paints and stuff like that. And then it came to me being a teen and technology becoming a little bit more advanced and more accessible where now you don't need traditional media. You can, uh, um, you can create digitally and digital art became a thing when I was around 15, 16, when I went to college, which of course over there is university, but over here it's like two years um, where you sort of prepare yourself to go to university after you leave your secondary or high school. Um, And I picked uh, fine art, graphics, and then I was doing other subjects but there was like politics we won't get into that but um (laughs) but my consistent again was always art and I was always good at it it's the only thing I felt I was good at I wasn't good at like um traditional academia like reading and writing because um I'm dyslexic so those things don't come easy to me but art I understand shape I understand form um and that was sort of my language so whereas people are like oh you're really good at it I'm just like it's just like second nature to me it's not something I try but I never would say it in an arrogant way because Mm. I think people saw that this was just what I was good at and it would always be nurtured by people whether it be teachers or friends or even strangers seeing my art in like a a see-through binder while I transport my art um, back and forth and people have conversations about art with me and stuff like that and then when it came to like being mentored by some of these teaching figures into what do you want to do next I wasn't aware that you could go on to do like 3D animation in the capacity like you would see in like um, like a Pixar Um, film or something of that vein in like a computer game because of course majority of us grew up playing with like these 3D pixels because Mm -hmm. that was our generation so I was like yo I love video games I love 3D animation I want to learn about that but I took a little break um, in between that period to sort of like really figure out what I wanted to do because I was I was Obviously, as a as a human being, I was coming into my own understanding that there are a plethora of different avenues that you can go into. So I took that time and I ended up finding my way just back into um, art again. So I went to university for 3D animation and games. Um, I graduated that and then I became burnt out in terms of a creative <laughs> sense. Um, I just, I could no longer like pursue it for like monetary gain I couldn't work for somebody and do my art because again it's done for myself it always has been done for myself but of course people have tried to nurture it to where I could make a living from it but I personally just couldn't so I stepped away from it not willingly but 
I came to a point uh, like a year or so after leaving university where I was just like, I'm not the same as these people in the industry and I can't see myself sitting down doing mundane, laborious tasks that are not enjoyable because I'll go insane. Like, that wasn't for me. So I stepped away from that and here I am today doing something totally unrelated, but it's another thing that I enjoy in uh, being in the fitness industry. I don't want to, I don't want you to go too far because I have, I have, before we get into the fitness, um, the, the part you just talked about where you were talking about, you see these animators and you're like well I don't really fit into that I was having a thought like that today where I was like I love creating also right but my form of creating I don't feel like there's any role for me like in an office or a part of a team you know what I mean like I think it can build into that if I meet the right type of people and stuff like that don't get me wrong I'm not saying like it's impossible but I just realized that like my form of creating is like it's free you know it's fluid like I don't I, I like when things just spring up on me like hey can you do this for me can you make this for me and it allows me to feel fluid but when you add deadlines or you add like oh this expectation or or it should look more like this or my soul just feels uncomfortable like I don't like feeling like I have these constraints on how I'm supposed to do something in an industry or let's say like in in the creative industry um or just creating videos or whatever it's just like I don't operate on that type of time and that's the type of time that people are on though so you just wonder like how do I make a living doing what I love to do but I don't feel like I'm sacrificing myself and who I am you know what I mean yeah so i'd say we're we're definitely in the generation of the freelancer yeah yeah. and traditionally you'd only like associate the word freelance with like writers and like people of that vein but now i mean artists traditionally as well it necessarily wasn't done on like a full-time basis it was more commission based or people do it for the love of it and then were fortunate enough to Um, sell that or display that art and then of course in many instances it was only appreciated after the person had gone Um, and I'd say the beauty of where we're at today is you can be creative or you can be whatever you want and you don't have to work for somebody Um, you can empower yourself there's so many resources to really build your own small empire and expand upon that and all you need is the willpower to persist with it because of course no one's going to give you anything for free Mm -hmm. but you can't give up on what you want you have to work hard you have to work smart you can't grind you have to hustle like because you're going to work you this is the problem a lot of people work themselves into the ground and I'm guilty of it as well and you get to this breaking point where you're like this isn't enjoyable anymore mm-hmm. but the people that work smart still have that hard work and the talent or not necessarily the talent the because passion. the hard work the passion will always yeah. outweigh the person that's just good at something but if they don't right. have the willpower to persist with it they're not going to get anywhere they're going to be stagnant they're going to meet their plateau Mm. and then they're going to be like look 
it's either they're gonna have self-doubt or they're just gonna be like oh there's no space for me right and then just um, give up altogether exactly so you just you have to have some major self-belief especially in the world we live is mm. like not everyone's guaranteed a handout so you gotta you gotta give yourself a hand Mm, damn <laughs> drop the like <laughs> for real and it's crazy that you said that because i saw a video recently all these alignments are like fucking weird i saw a video recently where a guy was like you have to be willing to bet on yourself and the way that he was saying it was like i never thought about it because i, I feel like the way he was saying it was like we're all at like you know like um you're at a casino and there's like blackjack and you're, you're we're all at the table and it's like are you willing to bet on yourself or are you just gonna stand at the table you know what i'm saying some people actually just end up leaving the table like you said where it's like that people just end up becoming so disillusioned with it because they're like well this isn't working and i can't find a way to make this work um but they end up leaving the table or are you just standing at the table or are you actually betting on yourself so i was just like that is so true. I think, like you said, not everyone's going to be guaranteed uh, a handout or an, a great opportunity. Like sometimes you hear stories where it's just like something falls on someone's lap and you're like, damn, like how lucky are you? But we're not all going to be afforded that chance. So we have to really bet on ourselves um, and really we bet on ourselves because we know what we can do also. And kind of getting into a, another aspect of creativity where it's like, how do you feel about, you know, creativity is something that can be in everything, though, because it's like now you're in fitness and um i think creativity can still reflect in that too i think also we try to make creativity or the artist type of mentality or this category of being an artist to also be one dimensional when it's not like you can apply your creative eye to everything you know even in a space where you're working a nine to five because i think we're also like we're in this time of freelancers and entrepreneurs i think that it's like now we're trying to shit on people who work a nine to five and i don't think that that's that makes sense either because someone might genuinely love their nine to five i don't i think it's more like do you love what you do if you love working a nine to five then cool like do that but it's like if you don't love doing that what are you going to do to kind of um, get yourself in a place where you do make a living doing what you love if it matters to you that much because sometimes a lot of people just talk about it but they're not really they're not really about it and it's just like exactly. and it's okay I get it because we we're, we all want what we see everyone else having like we see that person is like wow living their best life like I want that but like how bad do you really want it and that's kind of like you're saying that that hard work and that passion have to be balanced for you to be able to actually really manifest it in a way and not burn yourself out or become disillusioned with it but like how do you feel about this belief or this idea that you can't be a creative person and also work a nine-to-five or infuse the two you know what I mean so I'll draw some inspiration from some of the innovators within our society today the youtube generation Mm -hmm. and how a lot of them started off as like passion projects it was just something they enjoyed to do and then they had the opportunity because of this sort of like this unknowing hard work they put in before they were able to monetize what they were doing now with anything especially the way technology moves is it's a, it has a very short sh- um, shelf life and you can't guarantee on it. And this is what I think the older generations would always try and warn us about is like, especially within like arts and stuff is, oh, being creative doesn't earn like money like that. It's not consistent. Um, like being a doctor or, or something of that vein is more secure because they don't understand that 
within the creative space you can really you can really jump around and work with different industries and you don't have to be boxed into one place yeah. and again with the with the youtubers a lot of them become very successful and then they become very business savvy and they start investing in things they they really put their money into real estate they'll put their money into like they'll make courses they'll make courses and everything exactly <laughs> and then like each year there's a new social media that you can make into a business um it's become very apparent from like youtube that people feel like that's sort of like a dying form or it's very hard to just jump into and yeah like make money from it but then there there are other social medias that through branding because these big companies are realizing that these things make the world go around now so they're yeah. trying to to pick talent um and like comedians are creatives and they can sell your clothes um or your mm. product within the fitness industry you can get creative with your videos and these companies will pay you to run an ad for them with their products and that's the same for all these other social media platforms is these big companies are realizing like we can capitalize on the audience that these people bring in and yeah. things are, are changing the the niche things are becoming mainstream and of course there's going to be a part where people are just like i don't like it like it's, it doesn't feel as pure as when it's like when you uh, for instance when you you like a music artist and they're mm -hmm. underground and only you in your circle might know about them Yeah. And then when you start hearing them on the the top the charts, radio, yeah. You're just like You're like, "Wait, hold on. I knew him first." <laughs> like, hold on now. Yeah. So that goes for anything. Like you have that core fan base for anything, and that comes with 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 the jobs as well is the things are more creative in all industries now. Because everything, as well as things being written down, everything's very visual. You 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 have to use your eyes. So why not have everything be a little bit more vibrant, be a little bit more visual, audio. You know, all of these worlds mix in. It's not just TV, film, um, music, and books. Music is. There's like virtual reality now. There's AR. There's there's so many new technologies as well that are developing, and everything sort of integrates now. Like you can sit down on your webcam and make money, whether it be um, a Twitch streamer or or OnlyFans. <laughs> exactly, you said it. And like these things would have been like looked down upon maybe even like 10 15 years ago like like who's hoeing themselves out on a video camera to make money well <laughs> this person owns a five bedroom house and has a very nice luxury lifestyle while you're yeah. complaining in your rented flat like of course <laughs> jealousy comes into those things but you yeah. can do it too that's the point is 
everyone needs to stop complaining about what other people are doing concentrate on yourself mm. and if you don't like something change it if mm. it's positive if it has a negative knock on effect on other people's lives then dead it keep it to yourself that's the one thing i would say you should harbor is any hate or any negativity you should put that in your little box and hide that away from everyone else and you can use that 9 to 5 to facilitate your creative passions of course you use that to pay your Bills. way until <laughs> you can eventually transition hopefully if you do it the right way and work hard enough to flip that on its head and appreciate what you used to do mm-hmm. and be like look i worked hard to get where i'm at you you hear it from successful people all the time is it never came overnight it it came with sacrifice and it came with hard work but you're only seeing me reaping my rewards at the finish line rather than like what the race looks like or at the beginning of what they want to do their passion because of yeah. course somebody can be like at the top but they could just be getting started mm. and i think for anybody in life like you just want to get to a point where you're doing what you love or you're doing something that makes you comfortable and makes you happy and then if that can mesh in with your life be it like with your family and sort mm. of developing as a human yourself then mm. those are pluses um but people often sort of get to a point where they get may get frustrated and it's like look I'm working hard on this and it's nothing's happening yet there's other people just jumping into it but the more time you spend thinking about someone else's processes the time missed on you mm. and how what you should be doing to um elevate your own success mm-hmm. and again mm. only you can measure that like don't you can't measure your success by someone else and i'm going to talk about myself right now how it makes me feel when you go to the explore page and you see all these women and you're just like damn like what the fuck like where, where do we fit in you know and i know like i talk about this with my friends all the time and we're always just like you see these girls in it and on Instagram and they they all look like little Kim Kardashians to say the least and you know you don't really see yourself represented just as a woman of color or with you know your hair texture or your skin color even and you're just like where do i fit in in society and it's just crazy that we have a whole different reality that's happening online that we're scaling ourselves to and comparing ourselves to that kind of how we've been saying just pushes the agenda further of us just being constantly spinning around in circles and we never actually just focus on what we're supposed to focus on which is ourselves and our journey you know what i'm yeah. saying i feel like in us to really reach success as individuals we have to focus on ourselves and what we're doing only you're going to know what you're good at and what you're not good at what you're capable of and not capable of because you've been living with John for 28 years only you're going to know what you're capable of so it's just this constant comparison to top it off we're comparing ourselves to superficial things which i also feel is just another ploy to keep us from reaching our true potential and like we said it's happening even more in in the experience for people of color but then it's just as a whole also just as the human experience you realize it. it's like we're always comparing ourselves to the next person and and it just doesn't help us at all so i i am happy you mentioned that because if we compare ourselves so much to others we lose track and waste time 
of actually getting ourselves to where we can be you know what i'm saying it's like i always imagine like imagine you when you leave this earth and this movie gets played of your life and it's like this is what your life could have been if you would have focused on yourself and like you see this amazing life and your life was like nothing and it was like a dull life where you weren't happy you lived a complacent life where you're just like damn all this would have happened if i would have just focused on myself took care of myself my mental health how i feel addressing my issues you know doing the things i love no matter if that makes the people uncomfortable being my authentic self you know i'm just saying all these things that we should be doing but we don't do it because we're so distracted you know what i'm saying like yeah it's one of those things where we see things but we think too much of why this person is in their position and why they look a certain way but they're having their own struggles whether it be insecurities or why they feel they need to post a certain way and who they're doing it for because a lot of people they're they're trying to build audiences and they stick to something that works so they might not enjoy posting like booty for example like raunchy content online that of course sex sells but that's why they do it because they're they're a one-trick pony they're all they have to do is fit this criteria Mm. and they will get clicks they will get views they will get likes and unfortunately that's the like culture is a currency which temporarily may fill someone's self-esteem and make them feel better for an instance but then it's a drug because they want more and what are the lengths that they're gonna go to to get even more so they start to compromise themselves and their character and who they are and then people start to have opinions on them because of it because that's what they've become and they become blinded to it and a lot of the time they disappear and then they come back and they go, look, I needed a break, bloody blah. It's because they've consumed like so much <laughs> they come of this back bullshit. Like, they come back like it's I've like, connected with God. Exactly. And- <laughs> they, they come back really zen or they come back really slowly back into their bullshit, but yeah. in a different form. And of course, people are going to feel um, patronized because they're like, well, you did this and now you're telling us not to do this or oh yeah i know you guys told me that they were going to do this or this was happening but of course i was blinded by my success so you have to leave those people to find out for themselves and we we shouldn't be so fast to like judge people online and leave like crazy comments underneath people's content because the end of the day they are human beings and that negativity you put into characters will hit somebody it's you put positivity out into life and you will feel that and when it happens it's more likely to be reciprocated whereas if you put negativity out then it's very infectious like people like oh so that's how we get people's attention we'll just Mm -hmm. start chatting shit and Mm -hmm. and people will gravitate towards it exactly and that's where the buzzword toxic anything yeah 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 that's that's sort of the buzzword for anything it's toxic and then a company in word yeah like it gets confused and people confuse all of this shit as well for reality Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because things are put on 
as if like this is life this is how i live this is look look at all my nice things uh, yeah. look at my body whether it be paid for or worked for worked for yeah but um people going to be like well how do i get that too let me go pay for it it's quicker there's all of these things that these people are advertising in my face like well that's how they got it so let me go do it like mm-hmm. and it it's just a, a a sort of a a spiral a cycle of events it is a it yeah. is a cycle yeah and um i feel like people are calling out the bullshit now mm-hmm. um they're a lot louder there's better representation of groups as well online i would say mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. are more less exclusive and more inclusive to people of color yeah. and other types Identities. of people yeah. that identify as whatever they do and yeah we're seeing it everywhere now but that's the thing it needs to start somewhere it can't just happen and i think as human beings we can be a little bit more patient in some aspects of life and just yeah. know that if we continue to practice things they'll get better and they'll become the norm whereas yeah. of course as we want now we're a fast food generation we want things to happen even if it is a it is really is a positive thing it's not going to happen overnight it it will take yeah. a period of time to um progressively change and then become the norm thank you so much for stopping by for some vitamins on today's episode if you enjoyed it please comment subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and share with anyone you think can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast